gone for a nude swim, perhaps, and no one would have known. Welcome to the Italian Wine Podcast Lockdown Series. Every Monday, we'll be connecting with Italian wine people. Join us to find out what they're doing and drinking today. This podcast is brought to you by Colangelo and Partners, the leading fine wine and spirits agency in the U.S. Visit Colangelo and Partners on www.colangelopr.com. Good afternoon and welcome to the uh, Italy Wine Podcast Lockdown Edition. Um, I'm Paul Yannam from Colangelo Partners. I'm very, very, very lucky to have special guests joining me. Uh, I have Axel Hines, the estate director of Romaya, joining us all the way from Calgary today. Uh, Axel, how are you under these conditions right now? Well, I'm fine. You know, you know, this is, uh, this is uh, already starting to smell a little bit like post-lockdown because Italy's slowly but surely opening up, so we're almost back to normal, really. I mean, we've never stopped because, I can see, as you can see, the vineyards have not taken any notice from lockdown, so we were busy in the vineyards since April, doing everything that had to be done. Uh, everything is almost looking like normal, normal life, so we can enjoy here a nice, typical spring day in the Bellaria vineyards. What we do, mainly red wines, but it's such a day with, uh, you know, the sea uh, as a backdrop, I thought a, a nice glass of white wine would be perfect to celebrate uh, what we hope is going to be the beginning of the end of lockdown. You know, I have to say, it, it is, uh, you know, for someone who's cooped up inside, uh, incredibly inspiring to see you outside right now. I think uh, all of us have been craving uh, some sunshine, some fresh air, some fresh breeze. And, uh, you know, for a time there, I'm guessing uh, when you weren't able to go outside, were you, were you getting a little bit stir crazy? From around Easter time, usually the, pa- the place is packed with wine lovers, with people visiting esta- estates going. Uh, going to see the wineries and when you were driving back and home uh, to work and back home you would see nobody out in the streets so that was a little bit scary. Yeah, I imagine that uh, for a town like Bulgari that has such you know wonderful uh, seaside views that for, for, for it to be completely empty during uh, you know the, the start of the spring season must have been a bit of a shock. Did you ever have at any point in time uh, Uh, a kind of feeling where you kind of were, you, you own the place. You could have gone for a nude swim, perhaps, and no one would have known. Well, yes, but the water was still a little bit cold for that. So I refrain from my nude swim. <laughs> you know, I know that uh, I've been speaking to a lot of winemakers during the pandemic and, uh, you know, obviously uh, a lot of people had, had free time on their hands. Uh, some people have spent it growing out their beards. Obviously, you are a very well-known and well-groomed man. Were there any sort of uh, points during the lockdown where you just said, you know what, I'm going to let it all go. I'm going to head in a new direction and, uh, you know, see what the world brings me? No, 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 but there were some enjoyable things. I mean, obviously, activity was reduced to the very heart of it. You know, just vineyards, just um, just a little bit of work in the winery. So that left plenty of time for other things. Spending a little bit more time with the family um, and, you know, uh, just doing a little bit of stuff which, which is left behind usually because there's no time for it. So I, I had a lot of uh, time to... To, to dedicate to my other passion, which is making a lot of music. So I played a lot of guitar and flute by playing. 
which I believe now is going to be again, you know, uh, de declining because because there's little time left. You know, we're still in the vineyard, but we have to shoot, as you see, a lot of videos and start to do the usual communication. So uh, as we're back to, to to normal, there's a little bit less time for everything that's not work. When you aren't uh, you know, working on, on winery stuff, you know, everyone's life has kind of moved towards Zoom now. Do you find that half of your day these days is spent on Zoom and the other half is trying to spend trying to get away from Zoom? Yeah, that sounds that sounds pretty much like it. I mean, we've been doing obviously a lot of these meetings also uh, during working hours, be it an interview, being at a wine tasting, but also sometimes just staff meetings with people who are doing smart working at home. So it's definitely, definitely, uh, I think it's a good point of you saying that you're trying to half the day get away from it because it seemed very exciting because obviously with lockdown, everybody was afraid, you know, how are we going to organize ourselves? How are we going to work? Then you discover new tools. So Zoom seems extraordinarily exciting, but now you want to, we're not supposed to touch each other when we're meeting again, but just talking to real people and not only to screen is something that we, definitely rediscover with a lot of pleasure you know i know that you know, as the lockdown starts to wind down you know people are starting to think about you know where they can travel or people that they can meet is there any particular person or place that you're just dying to see in a in a professional or non-professional way that uh it's like wait a second i'm back to humanity again yeah, you know, the tough thing when you're an expat i mean i've been spending 15 years now in Tuscany, so i kind of feel a local these days but still being an expert i've got all my family uh, outside of italy so part of it in germany part of it in france and the fact that you know that you can't travel there to meet your people to meet your family has definitely been something depressing so first destinations will be either munich because that's where my parents live or uh france bordeaux where the other part of the family lives now, you know, when, 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 when you go to visit your family eventually, and hopefully that'll happen in the next, uh, next few weeks, is there something uh, uh, from a Venus perspective that you are dying to get your hands on or dying to drink that uh, perhaps you can't find in Bulgaria right now? No, not really. I mean, I'm still drinking up some old Bordeaux, which I bought when I was still living and working there. So that's not an and we, we still have, you know, Good wine supply. There's so no, there's no shortage of good wine shops and occasions to get the wines you want. It's more about sharing and giving, giving wine to people. Uh, but it's not really a problem sourcing the wines. I think that's you're, you're you're in a very lucky, lucky situation to be surrounded by not only your own incredible estate, but uh, so many others who are focused on quality. Is there a, a particular? Uh, ritual or routine food-wise at home that you've been able to really, really sort of lock into to sort of enjoy the bounty of where you're based at the moment? Well, there is a routine stuff, which is which is kind of uh, lockdown or not lockdown, which is, which is, which is uh, always present. That would be, you know, roast chicken on a Sunday with a nice bottle of wine and usually only the closest family. So that hasn't really changed. Uh, what has changed is that we had a lot of time to really dig deep into Italian cooking, so learning how to make homemade pasta and all that. I mean, even if we've been living uh, in Italy for 15 years, sometimes there's just not enough time to uh, do all the home cooking you'd want to. So we definitely upgraded our skills in typical Italian cooking, be it papardelle al cinghiale, ravioli or whatever have you. We, 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 we are now... Uh, 
fit and, and, and well trained to do this at home. So you could actually be, uh, you know, within a few weeks working at Ristorante Onalaya in Zurich now that uh, your culinary skills have come up to par. Yeah, you'd have to be patient though, because I think that the, that the plates would, would come out at a very, very, very low pace. <laughs> That's slow food, right? That's yeah, what you're right. known for. <laughs> have you been have you been revisiting any uh, any any recipes from your childhood growing up uh, that kind of took you back to sort of wanting to connect with family? No, not really, not really that. <laughs> but, you know, the the TV stuff is stuff we cook anyway. It was really more about it's, it's because we have time. We basically know how it works, the Italian stuff, so it's just dig deep into it and try to make it as well as we can at home. Um, is there a particular dish that you're looking forward to, uh, you know, if you do get to visit France or Germany anytime soon that uh, makes the world right again? Uh, well, one thing I'm missing, as, as, as I'm from the seaside in Bordeaux, one thing would be a nice dozen of oysters, a nice glass of uh, entre de mer, or if I bring up on the Poggio with me, then why not with a glass of Poggio well, tell me about Poggio Alligate because I think that's, uh, you know, considering the beautiful sun and, and spring weather you've, you've kind of got there at the moment. Tell me a little bit about uh, sort of the, 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 I guess, the connection between what you're drinking and, and what you're kind of feeling around you right now. Well, it's true that springtime, I mean, um, I'd hate the idea to reduce a wine like Poggio Alligate just to. Uh, just to spring because that's the obvious you know uh, it's it's a little bit more of a complex white wine it can age so i would love people to uh, uh to enjoy it uh, maybe in the winter maybe with some richer food because it's a it's a layered it's a complex wine it's a wine that we want to be complex and refined but definitely uh also wine made for the long term so you can you can drink it in the winter with slightly richer food and obviously you can drink it now with something lighter with some you know maybe even raw fish or, or some freshly grilled fish. No, I, I think it's a lot of people, uh, when they think of Bulgari, obviously the first thing that comes to mind is reds and the idea of, of, of you know, Mediterranean whites is something that's, I think, a, a pretty unique proposition to a lot of people. Uh, you know, the, the smells you're smelling out there in the vineyard, you know, does it, do you see that reflected in, in what you're drinking? Sure. Um, and, you know, uh, it's true that, that Morgan's reputation has built itself around the red wines, but it's forgetting also that uh, before the red wines became famous, most of the wines that were being produced in this area were either white or rosé, because you're close to the sea, so that was, was, uh, was, uh, was a little bit the thing to do. Um, only recently, though, I must say that beyond saying, of course, in the summer you need a little white wine just to uh, drench your thirst, Everybody has started to become a little bit more ambitious about the whites because there is definitely a way to produce not only great reds but also interesting whites in this slightly more Mediterranean and sunny style. Yeah, I think that uh, hopefully everyone, once the lockdown ends, goes out, supports local restaurants, goes out, supports local uh, artisan providors and suppliers and you know, gets to have some great fish, gets to visit a wine shop, gets to order off a menu, really, really enjoy, uh, you know, some of the new releases that are, that are coming out of uh, Um 
one thing that I, I really, really want to ask you, uh, with lockdown hopefully ending soon, is there anything that you're going to miss about the isolation? Are you going to miss uh, not having to wear a suit? The, ver the very isolation. Just having time, you know, not to not to think about anything else, to concentrate on yourself, to uh, dedicate some time to your passions outside of work. It's probably going to be missed. Now we're happy though, to be back in action, but I'm sure in a couple of months' time, we'll have nice memories about, you know, this time of introspection, of meditation, which had its positive sides as well. Do you think the, uh, the lockdowns changed, you know, your general outlook on life and how you're going to interact with people moving forward? Now that there's a uh, we'll shared bond. We'll have to see. For sure, it gave us a lot of time to think about uh, virtually everything in our lives. Um, and I hope it's uh, uh, the most positive side around it will be to, you know, uh, have us change what we became aware is not, is not quite right. But, you know, it's difficult to say now because um, now everybody's eager to go back as much as possible to normal life. And I hope that some of... Uh, the thoughts that we accumulated during uh, during this lockdown will survive and lead us to, you know, change a couple of things which we believe need to, uh, need to be changed. Yeah, I, I know for, for one, I'm, I'm looking forward to hopefully, uh, you know, visiting your beautiful part of the world again sometime soon when uh, everything opens up. And uh, yeah. I know that uh, hopefully with Italy leading the way in terms of uh, you know, opening things up again and find a pathway for the rest of the world uh, to once again go back to normal, to enjoying wine, good food, good company, and uh, you know, just uh, shared shared cultural interests in in you know what you do. Right, we are ready anyway. As soon as you can, we are ready to host you. Be sure, be sure of that. Um, so, Axel, uh, knowing that uh, you know, we, we are coming to the end of our wonderful conversation, is there any uh, sort of message that you uh, just want to say to the folks out there who are listening to the Vinnelli podcast uh, as we're entering, heading into the end of uh, the lockdown? Well, stay safe, everybody. Let's not get carried away by the perspective of lockdown uh, ending. Let's do whatever we need to keep the situation under control. And... Uh, well, once uh, once everything is going to be safe, let's uh, let's open uh, a few nice bottles of wine that we can finally share. Because the single most frustrating thing, as not only a winemaker but also as uh, as a wine lover, was the fact of virtually having to drink all the wines I open alone or just with a close family. I think <laughs> wine is at its most enjoyable when it's shared. Apart from you know, maybe uh, thinking that wine, one bottle of wine. Uh, for one single person might be a little bit too much. I've got a few Belgian friends who would definitely disagree with that. But uh, um, but I think wine's all about sharing. So even if you can do that on a Zoom conference, it's never the same than opening a bottle and filling four glasses and sitting around the same table. So let's, uh, let's make sure that uh, with a lot of discipline and a lot of attention, we can all... Um, end up in a situation where we'll be able to do that again. Wonderful. Well, Axel, I certainly can't wait to worry about to share a glass of wine again. Sorry? Okay. Uh, I certainly can't wait until we uh, have the opportunity to share a glass again. I'd like to thank you for joining us on the Vinidly International okay, yeah. uh, Podcast, uh, Lockdown Edition. Uh, stay safe. 
continue doing all the great things that you're doing on, on Liar and uh, yeah, we're looking forward to your upcoming next batch of releases. Okay, well I can't wait to, you know, I was happy for a couple of months not having to travel, but that's definitely time to, you know, go back on the road, meet people, share impressions about the wine, so let's be patient for uh, a brief moment of time that I'm sure towards the end of the year after harvest, uh, we'll meet again, we'll meet again in some place. Bye to everybody. Thank you very much for your time. And uh, salute as we say. Chin chin. Take care, my good friends. See you next Monday for another virtual wine journey Italian wine podcast lockdown series.